Welcome to the Just a Runners podcast. We're here to talk about all things running and racing on the Youngstown area's first running podcast. Here's your host and Youngstown Marathon Ambassador, Bruce McIntosh and Pico. All right, today I'm welcoming to the podcast. By the way, this is episode 150 that I'm going to put this out for, so I guess that's a milestone podcast. But I have James Johnson on here, who I guess he did a few milestones in this past year of 2021, coming out of the pandemic, and he made the best to use it. How are you doing today, James? I'm doing great. How are you, Bruce? I've been having a fun day, I'll say that much. Do you need enough donuts? I had I had three donuts. Now I know you said you ate your cookies while you're running, but at the donut run you had to stop, eat a donut, and then run. And they took a minute off your time. But by the time I got to the after two miles eating that third donut, um, <laughs> it, I may have been faster if I had just kept running. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I, I might have eaten about 12, 12 cookies today during well, not all during the run, but uh, there's eight during the run, and then. Uh, the extra four came before and after, so <laughs> I had a lot of cookies today. Well, it sounded like you went further than we were going today. You did a lot further than that. <laughs> How far did you go today? Uh, like 15, huh. 15 and a half, something like that. Well, trails. you burned off a few more cookies than I did donuts today doing three miles. <laughs> the one guy, the winner of the event actually ran, oh, I can't remember his actual time. Well, it must have been about 26, 27 minutes. He ate 14 donuts, so they minus uh, a minute per donut, and they said he at, which got him down to like a 12-minute, three-mile race. So, if you want, I don't know if you, that'd be some tough competition for you. Yeah. If you don't eat enough. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll have to work on the gut a little bit on that one, I guess. <laughs> also, Franca, who, what, she was hesitant to even eat a donut. She ate the first one, and then she did the next two. Because after each mile, you do two. You or you do one. Yeah. You can eat as many as you want, but they take. So I convinced her to do all three of the donut. You know, one donut before each mile. Sure. Somehow yeah. she did a seven forty last mile according to Strava. <laughs> I mean, she was That's running like. Awesome. <laughs> the, the, it wasn't even like it came out of nowhere. When I looked at her splits, that. It was like at nine something, and then I think the next second one was ten minutes. And that was including eating the donut time. So. She must have wanted more donuts at the end. So she <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a fun day. So that's how my day started. I did. Well, nice. uh, I think we uh, we're planning to talk about all the uh, some transitions you went through this year in your running. Because didn't you start off training yeah. <laughs> for uh, like a one-mile race with a goal yeah. in mind? It, it was just a time trial, no no race. Um, I, I I just really wanted to beat five minutes in the mile. And I, I forget what the, how, how hard that is and how few people can actually do that. So... Um, I think that was in March when I started that training. Um, so all of March, all of April, and then all of May, I trained for one mile. And uh, so 12 weeks, did it all on my own, 
when you Google search one mile training, there is absolutely nothing out there. So I did it all completely by myself. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I can honestly... at the beginning of May, I kind of did my own little time trial and I got out down to about 518. And for the rest of that week, I was kind of bummed because I'm like, those 18 seconds, that, that's a lot of time to take off, <laughs> a little amount of time. But uh, I had planned for the end of May. I did that one with no taper or anything like that. And then uh, the end of May, the Friday before Memorial Day is was the day that I set. And I uh, got my mile time down to 457. So completely alone, nobody with me. There was nobody there watching or anything. Just all self-paced and uh, did it by myself in the rain. By the way, too, <laughs> it was raining. <laughs> that could um, be tougher because you have nobody there to pace you, nobody to cheer you on. Yeah, I'm sure that wasn't right. There, there is nothing. It's just me, myself, and I for that one. Mm. Um, so I, I was very happy. Um, I mean, that, that, that's a hard thing to do. I mean, especially to coach yourself and to do that on your own with not really knowing much about speed training or anything. It was a good experience. I, I liked it. It was fun and I'm glad that I did it. But it, it gave myself a lot of pride, you know, to, uh, to be able to do that, to know that I can do that on my own. And then three days after that, at the time, I, uh, actually it still is. Yeah, on Memorial Day, I PR'd the 5K <laughs> three days later at that, uh, the Mercer, um, what do they call that one? I don't even know what they call that one. It's over in Mercer, Pennsylvania. Oh. But that's the one that I said that I cheat on because it's the whole first mile is downhill. And so my first mile was like 520-something. My heart rate was like 140. It was insane. I'm like... I was just like three days ago, I was doing a five minute mile. My heart rate was like 170 at the end, and I just did a 520, and my heart rate's at 140. But uh, that's what the downhill does to you. So, um, but there was 1730 something for my PR. Um, and then after that, that's when I got into trails. I, I went out to Cook's Forest and um at the time i didn't know what i wanted to do for the rest of the year um it, it was a toss-up between there's a couple different trail runs that i was thinking about doing um or try to do sub three for the marathon but uh after i went out to cook's forest and started running the trails i was like this is what i want to do that's that's how i Pick trails for this year. So when I was out there, um, still self coaching myself. Fifty uh, <laughs> k is a little different I, event. That's like such a change yeah. up from I'm going to do one mile now. I'm going to do thirty one. Uh, yeah. So I did. Uh, I was out there for three days, and in those three days, I did over 70 miles of trails 
<laughs> which, which is ridiculous. Uh, I kind of call it like functional overreaching. I knew that I was, I wasn't in the shape for, I had done long runs, like 90 minutes or so, but to yeah. go out on trails, I hadn't been on trails for probably six months at that point. So to go out there and do that, um, that it put the love of trails back in me for one. And then, um, gave me the courage just to say, okay, yeah, I want to, I want to go race my first ultra. I, I feel good enough to do that. Had plenty of time. And so I picked the fall ultra. I started searching. There was one out in Mohican. It was a marathon, I believe. Yeah. In October. There was that one. There's several of there was, um, And then they also do a half marathon. So, uh, um, they do the half on both days. The full marathon trails was on Saturday. So my thoughts was to do the full marathon and then do the half on Sunday <laughs> next morning. Uh, there was also, they call it the West Virginia trifecta. It's down, um, uh, what's, what's the one mountain down in West Virginia? Uh, um, shoot, I can't think of them. Yeah, I can't either right now. It's not but Appalachian. Anyway, what's that? I was, I don't know why I, I said Appalachian, but that don't sound right. Yeah, that's the mountain range, but, um, so on Friday you do a 50K, Saturday you do (laughs) 50 miles all the way up to the top of the mountain and back, and then on Sunday you do a half marathon, they call that one the West Virginia trifecta, so I had that one in mind. And then the one that I did end up picking was the uh, Green Monster 50K out in Wellsboro, Pennsylvania. And after a lot of consideration of like two weeks of deciding what I wanted to do, I picked that one. Um, For my first ultra, I didn't want to pick something that was easy, so I picked the hardest one. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. (laughs) So, uh... That, that was in the months that I wanted to do a, a, my race. And so uh, the Green Monster has 7,800 feet of elevation gain and descent over 32 and a half miles. So that's what I picked. And um, living in Ohio, it's hard to train for that. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's flat in Ohio. <laughs> oh, it's not that flat. No, yeah, well, maybe not compared to us. I'm comparing us to Florida uh, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Compared to Florida, I guess there's some uh, hills around here. So, basically, what I kind of, I still self coached. I, I did self coach myself the whole the whole time for the 50k training as well and i kind of just used like a marathon training plan i guess not not anyone in particular just what i've known from my 
past, my history, my experience, and other things I picked up along the way and whatnot. But um, I, I pretty much just used the marathon training plan with the addition of lots and lots and lots of hill repeats. <laughs> I, I don't even know. There, there's hundreds of hill repeats um, between at work where I run at in the mornings. There, there's <laughs> like 40 feet of elevation gain I can get. So during the week, I try to do loops on the base that I work at. And um, there's also recovery days as well, too. And then uh, on the weekends... Those were three three months worth of every Saturday doing hill repeats for two and a half to three hours, <laughs> <laughs> getting up to about three thousand feet of elevation gain, and then on Sundays I was doing a back to back hard runs, but uh, Sundays were just long runs. Um, started out around. Two hours. You hit which is about six. You had to be hitting the trails a lot more than you were before, right? Uh, so, since I wasn't really hitting trails too much, I, I just ran on for for the hill repeats. Yes, I, I was on trails. I made that a priority to hit trails for the hills and for the the downhills too. Um, everybody forgets about downhill. I mean, downhills will kill your legs way faster than running uphill ever will. <laughs> um, so the up, ups and downs was all um, on the trails on Saturdays. Um, those were actually over at my parents um, because they're the ones that watch my daughter while I go run, doing all my craziness. And uh, it, it was hills, on Saturday and then my long run I, I actually did on the road and the bike path that goes around Lake Wilhelm um, my theory in that is just to still build leg strength yeah. to keep the pounding in your legs and uh, even for, I, I built up to 30 miles I did 30 miles on between the road and the bike path around <laughs> Lake Wilhelm that was my longest long run. Uh, that was probably about maybe five or six weeks out from from the race itself. And then the rest of the weeks following that was more focused on just elevation. So And I, I kind of lowered the started uh, tapering down after that. Um, the other thing I did too was do double workouts. I, since I couldn't get a lot of elevation gain in the mornings during my, uh, my runs before work, I would go after work, get on a treadmill. <laughs> I call them, call them tread hills and I, I do 2000 feet of a vertical gain on on the treadmills at work at work <laughs> one guy he's like you're gonna kill that thing it, it'd be uh they go 15 percent grade 
and I'd work around about four miles an hour. That's the transition of right where you want to run, but not quite fast enough. So it's it's practicing power hiking is what it is, because you need to know that for the mountains, climbing mountains. Um, yeah. To get efficient at that. And um, honestly, you can get really good at that pretty quick. I, I was surprised when I first started those, my heart rate would be like, one, like in the mid 150s, doing 15% grade for 2,000 feet on a treadmill. By the time, when, even within like two weeks, my heart rate had dropped down to uh, about the mid 140s. And by the end, I was like right around 140. Um, just doing it twice a week. So it, it's not even something you got to do like every single day day it's you only got to do that like twice a week um would and you all through that training during the morning i would do one speed workout a week on wednesday just to keep leg turnover and um so my goal was to be top 10 for my first ultra which is a big goal especially <laughs> when it comes to ultra race i mean there's you never know who's going to show up. I know. You never know who's going to be there. And there's thousands of things that could go wrong out there. <laughs> even in a road race, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. I think there's even more yeah. in a trail race, from my experience. Because right. you don't know when a stick's going to jump up or something, a rock's going to get in your right. way and trip you up and yeah. take you down. Right. I had a duck trip me one time trail. But... <laughs> Uh, so you finally got ready. Uh, how'd the race go that day? Um, I got out there. We actually rented a, a house swap to stay out there. So I got out there a couple of days before that way, the two nights prior, I could get my sleep because that's the night's rest that counts because the night before you never sleep good. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so... I, I got out there two days before I got back good night's uh, rest and uh, just to go see where the race starts at, get uh, familiar with uh, where everything was at, which it actually the race was only about three miles up the road. It's in a SAF, uh, Pennsylvania, which nobody's even going to know where that's at. But uh, if you follow Pine Creek, which goes through the Pennsylvania Grand Canyon, just follow it north, and it takes you right to South Pennsylvania. And um, it's out in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing there except uh, there's some space observatory thing out there because it, there's nothing there, and nobody knows it's there. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's about 10, 15 minutes outside of Wellsboro, Pennsylvania, and it, it's, it's absolutely gorgeous out there. It's beautiful. I mean, the mountains... Um, the house that we stayed at, there's a mountain there called Mount Tom, which I climbed after the 50K. I don't recommend doing that. <laughs> and um, and it, it, it's in October. October 10th was race day. Um, it's on a Sunday. And uh, so this year, the, 
the fall colors rode off a little bit. It was still pretty green out that way still, but uh, it's still beautiful out there. Um, and then race morning, it was kind of rainy, foggy, misty. And of course, down low in the valleys, it, it wasn't too bad. It was pretty dry. Once you got about halfway up the mountains, that's when it started getting misty and then uh, rainy at the tops. So they had a big bonfire uh, the night before. You go and hang out. I didn't because I planned on racing it. So I <laughs> didn't want to go. There, there's lots of beer boxes laying around the next morning around the bonfire. I'll just say that. <laughs> that that's the one thing with uh, trail runners, ultra runners, is that it's a whole different atmosphere compared to, to road racing and the, the road runners. But um, got there, and I mean, everyone just talks to you. Um, I was sitting at the, around the campfire. It's probably about... 50 degrees or so that morning plus with it being wet it was pretty damp out so it's kind of chilly um so i just sat there at the fire for about an hour before uh the race and um got got ready made sure i had all my uh drop bag was dropped off where it needed to be at um you could pick that up I think it's about mile 20 is where they took those at to uh, drop them off. Um, and then race starts at 7, I think is 7 or 7.30. So it took off, and I, like I said, it's my first trail run, so I didn't really know what to expect. All I knew was from what I've heard from other people, um, and everyone always from those those people is everybody walks the, the hills and the mountains and I'm like there's no way how do these people run all these crazy times and and just walk up mountains and stuff and you gotta be able to run it but I ran out with the lead pack and I stayed in fourth place till about mile 15 or so and yeah, those people were right. Every time we got to mountain bottom, we were walking and we were power hiking. And um, they, they probably power hike pretty fast. Yeah, honestly, that was my strength because, and I, that's because of the the tread hills that I did for sure. My downfall was for how technical the trails were out there. The downhills, I was. <laughs> it, it was not pretty. <laughs> it, it can be real I mean, tricky if you're not used to. Uh, yeah, I mean the rocks out there and the roots, and there, there's nothing anywhere near where we live at that you can go to that's anything like those trails that are out there. It is. I mean, when you're power hiking up them you're looking at the ground right in front of your face it, they're so steep um the only thing we even have a little bit of in mill creek there's some yeah. the monkey hills and some of there's a few other hills right. 
on the trail. Yeah, just mul- multiply those by 10 <laughs> <laughs> for height. <laughs> um, I think the first climb is just shy of a thousand feet. Ooh. And then um, I know the one downhill they call Frankenstein's forehead. It's a negative 33% grade. <laughs> and negative 33% is pretty much straight down if you don't know what that is. Yeah. That's... And, it's, and it's made out of sh- it's, it's shell rock. They're just flat, smooth rocks. And there's a tree every maybe 10 feet or so. So if you don't fall into it, you can grab onto it so you don't fall. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, I actually didn't fall there. Um, of all things that I tripped over was <laughs> a pine tree, a pine tree root. And, uh, they, they stay up close to the ground and it wasn't even on a downhill or anything. I was probably mile 14 or so just kind of, I was out there by myself at that point. Um, there's a guy behind me that I'd been running with and, um, because I had just passed him because I was, uh, going uphill. So all those guys, I, I'd blow out of the water going up the mountains then they catch back up to me. But, uh, at that point I was just by myself trudging along and I just tripped over the root and gouged my knee and, since it was rainy and everything, I got to the next aid station, which there wasn't supposed to be anybody there, but there ended up being about four or five people. And I didn't even realize it, but the looks on their faces when I ran out of the woods into the field to where they were at, they just, they were all talking and they looked up and they see me and they just stopped talking and their eyes were just huge and I'm like, what? And they're like, your leg. And I looked down and my sock was, it, it was red. My oh. entire leg was red. I mean, just because it was mixed in with sweat and water from the rain and everything. I'm like, oh, I guess uh, that's what you're looking at. Um, it didn't really hurt, but uh, afterwards, thinking about it, I probably needed a few stitches. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just put some mud on it. You had that there. Yeah, there's uh, bottles of water, and some guy had a napkin from his pocket that he said was in there for probably about twenty years <laughs> that I could use. <laughs> or anything so 
my sister's pretty good with uh with direction and all that so they they were able to chase me around there's eight stations that that race is set up pretty good about every five miles there's an eight station which is really good for trails yeah that's pretty good <laughs> um so which one the one right before frankenstein's forehead i think was the first one i got I saw them, which is about, yeah, 11, 12 miles, somewhere around there. And then uh, they caught me again at that 20-mile mark, which is where my drop bag was. So Haley was able to repack my bag and or my, uh, my pack and everything full of gels and everything that I needed. Um, the amount of gels that I went through is I, I wish I would have counted them <laughs> uh, I was going through three an hour I know that because um, I got to that first aid station and I, I had to empty out my pockets because they were just full of, of empty gel uh, packets and both my hands were full of gel packets I'm just looking at it <laughs> The one picture on Facebook of me looking at my hands is, I mean, I was just like, wow, I've been eating a lot. <laughs> That's a lot of gel to take in. A lot of people can't handle that on their stomach. I yeah, um, I had trained just to see if I could. So I, I knew I could. Um, some people can't do that with gels. Um, I, I don't know. I guess I just have a, a decently tough gut that I didn't have any trouble handling that. Um, I did try pickle juice for the first time. I, even though I do like pickles. I love pickles, unlike some people that we know of. Yeah, well, you know. But, uh, I don't think I could manage pickle juice. I don't eat pickles. So. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, for some reason, I had gotten some cramps. I don't know why. Um, usually the gels take care of that for me, especially goo. But um, I, was, I had to do something because they were getting kind of bad. And I took a shot of pickle juice, and within about five minutes, they were gone. So it worked. <laughs> um, I felt bad for the guy that I ran with the whole time. He, uh, he was cramping bad, and, and he wanted some salt tablets or something. And of all races, you think... Every aid station would have salt tablets or something. We didn't find any until the very last aid station. You're <laughs> every aid station. Yeah, every aid station. You're like, you guys have any salt tablets? We're like, no. And I mean, he he suffered. Um, the his mental fortitude that he got that day <laughs> is immense because uh, oh, he was hurting bad and he was keeping up, so he uh, uh, he suffered a lot. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that happened to him as well was we got to the marshy part of that race, which is about 20 mile 
22 to 24 or so. And it, it's just nasty, stinky, marshy marsh and mud and <laughs> him and uh, the second or third place guy at that time they they were probably about a half mile to a mile ahead of me and then the, the they couldn't find the trail markings anymore so they had to run back and they caught me and the guy that had caught up to me and he had ran the race before, and they were like, is this the actual course? So there's nothing marked up here. And they're like, yeah, so they had ran an actual, <laughs> another mile that day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because they ran out, and then they had to come back because they did. there's no trail markings. And sure enough, there, there was nothing when I was crawling through that stuff. The, that mud was you take steps and you go down to your knee, your thigh and mud. (laughs) And it, oh, the smell of it was terrible that day. It stunk so bad. Plus it was raining and everything. Um, Like you didn't lose a shoe. Yeah, I did not lose a shoe. (laughs) I made sure my shoes were tied on very, very well because I had been warned about that section. (laughs) Just by doing my research and actually the guy behind me that caught up to me told me, he's like, make sure your shoes are tight, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else was, oh, the, the stream crossings too. There's probably about five or six stream crossings. And I had read about those two, about the race and I was kind of nervous about that because I never really ran with wet shoes and socks and everything. But after I made it to the first one, I was like, it's actually kind of refreshing. <laughs> I was oh. worried about blisters and all that, but I mean, it, it felt good. I mean, that water was like, it was cold water, but it just felt really good. And it, they were, some of them were just stuff like ankle depth or so there was one uh it went up to your knee to your thigh and you couldn't see what you were stepping on there's giant rocks in there you're tripping over them and everything but um so yeah i mean that race it was it was fun i enjoyed it and um how'd you finish i I finished in eighth. I felt bad for the guy in front of me. Well, he was behind me at that point. So the last like 800 meters or so, I was like, hey, go, because he had ran the extra mile already. I'm like, just go. I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to beat you just, <laughs> just to beat you now. So I let him go. Um, we're actually, we're, I talk to him on Strava and, and Messenger every once in a while now, but uh, I finished eighth place, so I was very happy with that. It was six hours and 31 minutes. That's how long it was. I don't know, but the way you described the course, that sounds like pretty pretty good time. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a slower year. 
the fastest times were like I don't know five five thirty five forty somewhere in there was there was no, there's like no total overall fastest time or anything I could no. find. That was just me going through the different years. So uh, because of the rain and everything and the mud, it, it was a muddy mess. <laughs> um, it, it was a slower year, but it, it was fun. And I will definitely be doing more trail runs in the future. Yeah. So, uh, Sounds like it's fun, but really tough, really brutal running sometimes it can be. Yeah. And I definitely picked a hard one. <laughs> My, I, uh, oh man, that just the amount of training that I did for those three months was I I, I had maxed out two weeks doing seventy miles, and then on top of that, the the with the, the second week was 14,000 feet of elevation gain with plus those 70 some miles that I was running. I mean, that, that was a lot. And, um, especially for, I mean, it's not like this is my full time job either. I was still working. Oh, yeah. I still have my daughter to take care of and, doing it through summer and she's off school and and everything so it, it was stressful but um i learned a lot and i'm i'm glad that i did it um i beat my goal and uh I, i'm happy with that finish and then uh yeah i guess after that i didn't really take any time off. <laughs> no, you transitioned to another goal, which would be much different than yeah. what you just did, rather than like jumping another ultra or something. I know. So, um, it was more of a speed goal again on the road. Yeah, I had felt like I had gotten really, really slow from trail running, <laughs> which you do. Um, so I. Since my PR for the 5K was the first mile being downhill, kind of cheating, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like that. I don't like taking the easy way out on things. Um, I, I wanted to beat eight, at least 18 minutes. My, my goal goal was to do 17.30 on a 5K, but uh, I knew that was probably just about... I think I had like six weeks to truly train. Um, Which race was this for? The um, I know it was Great Full Gallop uh, Thanksgiving Day run over in Grove City. So I had like a good six weeks of training I could get in. That's with just a week of the 50K off. About six weeks of training and then with like a week of taper so to get back down to 1730 was probably not going to happen but i i kept it in the back of my head but uh, i wanted to beat 18 minutes at least so uh yeah i started doing speed work again 
self self coaching myself and um just taking things that I'd learned from the five K training and everything and so during the fifty K I was doing doing like one on every Wednesday was speed work and um so for the five K I just upped it up to I guess three times a week, Tuesdays, Thursdays and then uh Saturdays and then um just to keep my craziness going, uh, I, I'd still do back-to-back um, runs on the weekends. So I do a, a hard workout, hard speed workout on Saturday, and then on Sunday it was my long run day. And um, Fridays off, even our 50k training, I still took Fridays completely off. And uh, yeah, seventeen fifty-seven. So in six weeks' time, I got. I, I could probably do maybe like a good nineteen thirty after fifty k training. I mean, it, it it really slows you up. But um, yeah, after six weeks of training for the five k, I, I got it down. So yeah, they're they're different paces, different attitude. Uh. Yeah, and uh, it, it's something you gotta accept, I guess. Um, can't be good at everything. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta pick one, one goal, and then you gotta. It, it, it sounds go like you're trying to be good it, at know? everything. Trail running, yeah. ultras, five k. Yeah, you try, but one at a time, though, I guess. <laughs> uh, so you did all those, and. What's coming up for you? Because you keep mentioning the fact that you're self-coach. <laughs> is, that, is that changing in the near uh, future? It is changing. Um, I'm very, uh, I guess, like OCD with my training and everything. And um, Right now, I'm not training for anything yet. Mm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I've been talking to... Caitlin Sapp, um, she's a physical therapist in Boardman, and she fixed my Achilles, how long ago? Well, just over, well, a year ago, we were still working on it, and uh, she does coaching too, tri- triathlon coaching, and so starting this June, I will be not self-coached anymore. <laughs> What's and, um What's that? I was going to say, what's the goal race coming up? In? It must be in the fall. Yeah, it's in the fall. It'll be, I, you might be doing it, uh, the Columbus Marathon. Yes, I'm planning on going to that one too. Uh, that's next up on my list. Uh, I know yeah. that's going to be Brandon's first marathon and Aaron's going. And I think we're going to have some more people from the Just a Running group going. Uh, yeah. So I, I knew you guys had mentioned it. I don't know. It's been a couple months ago. Yeah, so I remember you guys talking about it. So next year, or this upcoming year, my birthday is November third. Um, so Columbus is the last opportunity for me to qualify for Boston for the youngest age group for the 18 to 34. So I'll turn 35 November 3rd. 
So, yeah, I'm, but, I'm so... Uh, I, technically, I think they'd take... They're going to take you as a 35-year-old next year. Not... Well, okay. Yeah, it's the age of the race. Day of Boston. Uh, uh... But still, go for the 34-age group pay. Yeah, I'm still going to. I, but, um, you might want to double-check that up, but I don't think it's... Oh, but yeah, I want to qualify for Boston, and um, since I'm so OCD with training and everything like that, <laughs> I, I I just I, I don't want to have to think about the training and everything to, to to do that. So I know it's not really an easy thing. So um, just no matter what, I'm going sub three. That that's my goal. I actually have a. 245 is my 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 goal goal, but definitely sub three. Um, Judging by your other times here, I mean, you, you might not be as yeah. long. Yeah. If you keep a good good training between now and when you start working with her, I mean, you're, I know you're gonna keep running good. So yeah. So. Are you planning uh, to go I, a block? <laughs> I, I think I would if I actually qualify. Qualified, I, I would probably go. I never even thought that would be something that would be possible for me. It just kind of ended up being that way. I don't know. The last two years, I've just been running like a crazy man. <laughs> and, well, I, I've just known you the last couple of years, and I've always thought maybe you've already qualified before or something. No, but I, I hadn't. But it seemed I like never have till the fifty k. I thought you mostly did shorter runs, but I, I could have. Yeah. I guess I didn't. I had, I ran two, yeah, two Air Force marathons, and um, I'll, I'll probably do the Air Force marathon again this year, but just a half. Um, that's something Kate and I talked about. We'll probably use that as because it's exactly one month out from yeah, get your coaches the Columbus marathon. <laughs> So I'll probably race race the half, see where things are at, and um, what else am I doing next year? I'll be running a forty mile run at the end of March sometime for uh, <laughs> the the guy that I run with in the morning, uh, Lauren Mount. He turns forty. <laughs> I think it's March twenty sixth. I already told Kate too. I'm like, you can't get mad at me for doing this. I'm doing it. <laughs> She's like, it's fine. You can go do that. Um, she knows that's how I am. I'm crazy, and I go. That's just what I do. And um, so, yeah, we're going to go run 40 miles for that um, for his birthday. And then after that, so from January to March, I'm planning on just doing a lot of aerobic stuff nothing really fast or anything and uh, just build that base do that 40 mile run with him and then i'll probably do another one mile deal again probably try to get back down to five minute mile she um no i don't she think does most does. of her training um, she does most of her training by heart rate does she like already set something up for you because i noticed you've mentioned your heart Not rate yeah yeah, she hasn't set nothing up for me yet. Um, 
I go back and forth with heart rate. I, uh, like, especially with, with the, this last year with the one mile, you, if you train by heart rate, it, it's real hard to push yourself. And so when you kind of want to beat a goal, you kind of just go off of pace. So for this last year, I just, I went off of pace. I said, forget heart rate. The other thing, I don't know if it's the way my sternum is. I will, I've got two different heart rate chest straps and they, I can't get them to, they'll work sometimes and then they just don't want to work. I lose connection and, and it's a Garmin and a Polar one. So I have two good ones. And, and I even told Kate too already. I'm like, Hey, I have heart rate, uh, chest straps, but it's, I don't know. It seems like, especially after I get after one hour of running, it starts sacking. It'll say that my heart rate's one ninety, and I'm going to die or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, with the heart rate training, I think you got to be more long term effect, and I think yeah, yeah. But it, so, but there's that, other benefits the, of the it. The next few months are going to be more watching. Um, I just think I, that I've just been. It seems like you build up slower, but it's a more steady and it's a safer yeah, it's injury. Definitely way, yeah, it's way safer going off of heart rate. <laughs> I'm not telling anybody to go out there. Oh, just you can run a three-hour <laughs> marathon running six six fifteen minute miles. Just that's all you got to train <laughs> for. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> I did it for a one-mile training, not for twenty-six point two. Well, how are your um? Air Force marathons, you you probably did pretty good in that. Um, if you, I yeah, mean, if you didn't the, qualify, because yeah, the first one I did was 2012. That that's really when I first started getting into running. Um, I didn't even know anything about running. <laughs> <laughs> I found some training plan on the internet and went with it. And I remember running a half marathon in May that year I'm like and I felt like death afterwards and I'm like and I had to do this again to run a full marathon but um I somehow did it I think my time for that one was three three fifty three or something like that um then after that I kind of naturally like everybody just kind of said I'm never going to do that again that was a dumb idea mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I just kind of got out of running um, I was doing stuff so I got to run for work to keep my job being in the Air Force and all that so I, I'd run enough to stay in shape or whatever but I didn't really enjoy it I'd gain weight lose weight and blah 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 whatever and then 2018, there's a guy at work that said he wanted to run a marathon. And he somehow talked me into it. <laughs> so I did it. And that one, I did three hours and 28 minutes. So that's officially my PR. 
And oddly, during my 30-mile run, <laughs> did this last year, I PR'd my marathon <laughs> during a 30-mile run. It, oh. it was like uh, three hours and 24 minutes, I think is what it is, according to Strava. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, the, the base, the aerobic base that I have now and it's I, I can I feel real confident doing sub three for marathon, especially going into next year. Um, I, I and having a real coach. <laughs> um, but even besides the coaching and stuff, I mean, I, I think seeing Kate for the physical therapy part, yeah, that was just a godsend in itself because I, I really had to learn how to take care of myself because I was not doing it. I was, I, I did that marath- uh, half marathon for 2020 and to, to beat 90 minutes and a half, which that was one twenty six twelve, I believe is what it was. Well, that was another solo. Yeah, Aaron and Joe rode their bikes beside me for three three loops around uh, the bike path and uh, the golf the golf golf drive and um, yeah, and it, it was <laughs> Aaron's hands were frozen because she forgot her gloves. Oh, but um, uh, yeah, I I had a coach for that one too but it was all online um i mean i could call him and everything but uh, uh injury i had had which made me stop running prior to that it with my left achilles flared up about six weeks before the half marathon for the race day i was going to do and he we we fixed the training plan and everything but he's not here to see me or anything. So it's hard for him to really know like how I'm feeling, but I, I should not have been kept running at all. I was in so much pain during that half and oh. <laughs> it was, uh, I mean, I, I kept it to myself just cause that's how I am. And, um, yeah, it, it was, my my Achilles was was not in a good place, <laughs> and and I was scared to go anywhere because I didn't want to have surgery or anything. So I thought for sure I was going to have to have surgery, and I don't know. Kate did her magic to it and got that fixed. So just just seeing her and um learning how to truly actually start taking care of myself and it, it's helped me out beyond the physical therapy aspect of all that and um so going into next year i, I look forward to having her as a coach well, it sounded good going forward so um good luck i actually i think you, i i feel you'll make your goals you always seem to you seem to come through, and you seem like you're really driven to make them once you uh, set them. Yeah. Now, now we got you on the record podcast stating 2:45, so you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs>
that's, that's ambitious. <laughs> I should have got that one in my head. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get some goals out there. All right, Jan. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast and uh, sharing how this 2021 went for you. And uh, you're contrasting, go, uh, you know, one mile to a 50K and then back to a 5K, you know. Yeah, it's fun. Got to keep it interesting. That, you certainly do that. Uh, I'll take care. I'll, I'll be seeing you. I'm sure I'll see you out there soon at a run. Yeah. Maybe Tuesday track day. Tuesday track day. You coming yeah, out this I'll week? Be there. You you coming tomorrow? Be. All right. On maybe, Tuesday. Maybe maybe Scooby will come. He'll be happy as somebody to run with. He said he is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared though. <laughs> he says he's slow nowadays. I'm like, no, you're not. His slow and my slow are way apart. <laughs> <laughs>